It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back to the Tough Cover Radio Show right here on The Gambler. Talking Phil's coming up right here with Luke Arcaney in a couple of minutes. I wanted to go through just kind of a little rundown on what happened last night in the MLB in terms of relevant to the Philadelphia Phillies and the wild card race. You obviously had the Phil's lose one to the Nationals in terms of a really disappointing loss, obviously, 6-1 to one lead you blow that it's an opportunity to to really take a more of a stranglehold in the wild card but numbers still look pretty good in terms of them making the playoffs and even in terms of them securing a home series in the wild card round they obviously lost that's like the marlins did win they are now two and a half games behind the phillies and sitting in the third wild card spot as of right now you look at the nl central the Reds are kind of coming back a little bit. They brought up a big time prospect today in Noel Marte today as well. Uh, 64 and 59. They're also two and a half back of the Phils. They're sitting in second place at the Central, two games back of the Brewers, the Brewers who are playing better baseball as of late. And then you have the Chicago Cubs in third place in that division at 62 and 59. The models all love the Cubs. I mean, the mod, like all the advanced models, all the odds. Still think the Cubs are going to win that division. They're still three games out. They still think the Cubs have a really good chance to get a wild card, even if they don't win the division. And they're, I mean, how many games behind us at this point? They are four games behind us right now. They're fun to watch, the Cubs. They, they have a lot of guys. Like, yeah. They don't have any superstars. They don't have any aces. They don't have any studs. I guess, honestly, Justin Steele's pitching like an ace this year. And Marcus Stroman was earlier this year. But they just have like a one through nine good lineup, a bunch of guys who hit for a good amount of power. No one who's hitting 50 homers, but like a bunch of guys who hit for some power, a bunch of guys who run, a bunch of guys who field well. Uh, the Cubs are good. I think the Cubs are probably the best team in that division. It's just that they built themselves a little bit of a hole earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been playing better or at least at the same level of baseball that the Brewers and Reds have for a while. But yeah, I mean... The playoff odds are still looking pretty good for them to make a run. Giants have really taken a deep dive. They are three and nine in their last 12 games, 64 and 58 now. They are still two games behind us. They are still the second wild card, um, sitting there in the NL. Right now, the Phillies are first, Giants second, two, two behind us. Marlins and Reds are tied in third at two and a half behind us. The Cubs are four behind us. The Diamondbacks are five behind us. And then the the Padres are eight behind us. The Mets are nine and a half behind us. I mean, we don't have to really talk about them. So yeah, I I just think that there's no real reason to panic. Uh, there's uh, there's absolutely no reason to to think that the Phillies aren't going to be fine, and to think that the Phillies aren't going to make the playoffs. But you can be frustrated with a loss. I I totally understand that. Yeah, and I'm excited. Uh, Luke Arcani is about to be calling in and talking with us, but he had a tweet saying that this was the the worst loss of the season for the Phillies last night, which I was a little surprised to come out of his Twitter fingers there. So I'm curious to get his uh, his thoughts on. And here he is calling in now. So let me bring 
Luke in here. Yeah, no, we're, we're going to talk to him about that. I'm trying to search my Twitter right now because I've tweeted this is the worst loss of the season a couple times. Mm-hmm. I didn't think worst loss of the season last night. Maybe I'm being forgiving for Michael Lorenzen because he had the no-hitter. Um, but I feel like, you know, I, I was willing to have a kind of a clunker of a start for him after two bad starts. I'm, I'm, as I'm sitting here searching my searching my Twitter, what is what did I have as the worst loss? There was one, oh, I had the Trey Turner night. Where ah, yeah, that, that was it. I think yeah, where where we turned around and obviously had the the uh, the standing O and and because of the interview he gave after that game, um, that was definitely my my the the I felt like that one was a little worse than this one. But Luke Arcaney, we have him on the line here, our insider for the Phillies here at the Gambler. You can follow him at Arcaney Luke on Twitter. Luke, how you doing? Good guys, how are you? We're hanging in there. We're, you know, we're doing all right. I, you know, Philly's Twitter yeah. is another story, but, but we're, we're doing just fine here. And I think that that, we're, it's nice when, it's nice when we bring you on because it's always kind of, we're both telling everyone like, relax, calm down, relax. take it yeah, easy. Everyone needs to relax. <laughs> and I think that's where we're at right now. But I guess we'll start right there since we were talking about it because we talked about it off air. You tweeted out that you think it's the worst loss of the season. I, I would say the Trey Turner loss. What, um, where he he had the error in the tenth inning. I think there was another another Marlins loss this year, but it was pretty rough as well. But you thought it was the worst loss of the season? Yeah, I maybe not take the top of the throne, but I think it was definitely up there. Um, especially when you get an offensive breakout like you did in Toronto in night two, and the bats look really good in the first few innings with the big inning in the fourth, and then obviously I think everyone kind of knew Lorenzen was due for a blow up. Um, but I wish it wasn't in the situation where they had a five-run lead. Um, so definitely just a loss that hurt because I think this is really a weekend for them to really get a lead in this wild card uh, with the Giants going up against the Braves. And then we have a big series starting on Monday against the Giants. Uh, so definitely not the way that I wanted the Phillies to kick off the weekend, but I mean, it happens, I guess. <laughs> Not, not great, but yeah, yeah. Obviously, not great. And I saw, you know, I have a couple group chats with some people from what used to be the Painted Lines. Now it's Edge of Philly Sports, and um, the the one group chat, and it was blowing up. I wasn't in it last night, um, but I was checking it this morning, and they were all, you know, everyone is saying Michael Lorenzen turned into a pumpkin, and now like, oh, can we rely on him at all? And it's like. I mean, he had a 3-2 ERA going into that game. He was an all-star. He, he, his underlying numbers suggest that it's not fake even. So, like, he has performed to that level all year long. Obviously, two great starts for the Phillies. I don't think, I'm not willing to say, oh, this guy stinks and he's not what we thought he was at all. Um, after the third start, but I'm willing to say, oh yeah, he's not an ace, obviously. Um, I think he's like a number three, number maybe number two if he's going right. Um, but I, I still feel good about Lorenzen long term, and you know, it's a frustrating loss, a frustrating start. But I still feel good about that trade. W- would you agree with me there on Lorenzen? Yeah, no, I mean he he's he was never going to be a number two starter for you in the playoffs. Uh, yeah. Obviously, he had a great start with us, and he was having a good season in Detroit. Um, but the Phillies have guys that would definitely be on the hill before him come playoff time. Um, I think his stuff his stuff did look pretty good early in the game. Uh, I just think the Nationals were kind of definitely playing last night with a little bit of anger in them, probably mm-hmm. from the last time that they faced them. Uh, I think once they started getting to him, I think it was pretty obvious. 
Um, I also don't think the error helped by by Rojas. That that yeah. definitely sparked that inning, uh, which ended up at the time didn't feel like a huge deal. Uh, but then uh, when you look back on it, definitely you could say partially lost them the game for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely one of those things that you can look back on as a sliding doors moment for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I think that. Let's move on to today. Let's talk about today. Let's put talk today. put yesterday in the past. <laughs> and I didn't. I don't have the fields on my gambling card today. I will say I'm a little bit nervous about Christopher Sanchez. Um, just in terms of I'm a little bit nervous about the regression that could be coming. And he didn't have his best start against the Nationals recently. And um, the if you look at the BVP numbers, the Nationals have really hit him well in his time up in the big leagues. And we have no experience against Irvin. I do think the Phillies should win. They are favored, sitting at around minus 160, around even in terms of the run line. Um, but I wouldn't bet the run line. I wouldn't bet the money line. If I was going to make a bet in this game, it would be on Philly's team total over five and a half. I think the offense has kind of caught fire here a, a little bit. And I feel like a lot of the bats in the lineup, I'm feeling a lot better about than I was earlier on in the season and even a week or two ago. I mean, Bryce and Schwarber obviously seem to have found a little bit of their power. Uh, so. I feel pretty good about the offense right now. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game tonight, potentially. Um, do you have any – what do you think about the game tonight from a from a gambling yeah. aspect? Uh, I do like the over a lot. I do like what you said. I think it's going to be a pretty powerhouse game tonight. Um, if, if there's player props you, that you would want to look for, I would probably look towards Lane Thomas. Uh, mm-hmm. He absolutely crushes lefties this year. Yeah. Um, and I would still continue to look at Harper and Schwarber. I think once Schwarber starts to really get going, uh, I think he he's always a guy that he just kind of needs to watch one go in, uh, and then and then when it happens, mm-hmm. he kind of goes on a tear after that. Uh, so I would look for Schwarber, and I uh, I would also look for Harper as well. He's been really lifting the ball over the last few weeks. Uh, maybe even looking at a Harper home run versus old team today. Uh, but I definitely do like the over today as the play. Yeah, it is funny how many old team guys we could say that about the Nationals. Schwarber, Harper, yeah, like, Trey. Like everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny. Everybody. Uh, but yeah, Bryce is plus 330, uh, Schwarber plus 270 to Homer. What I found, the, the prop that I liked in this game, actually, that I'm going to be talking about later on in the show, but I I saw Schwarber is, so Schwarber's plus 220 to home run, obvious, or plus 270 to home run. Not Not very great odds there. But he's plus 140 to RBI. You have a lot more opportunities Ooh, there. You get a sack yeah. fly, a double potentially, even an RBI single in the right situation. Um, not that he hits a ton of those, but I do think yeah, there's there's not a big enough gap there. I do like the RBI there at, at plus 140. Um, so let, let's take a look. I want to talk a little bit broad picture here in the, in the NL. Um, obviously, in the wild card race, you have the Giants two behind us. The Marlins and the Reds, obviously, three behind us. The Cubs, four behind us. Diamondbacks, five behind us. Is there any teams out of that? I think we all feel like the Phillies are the best team in that group and probably the third best team in the National League. Is there any team that you'd want to avoid in a in a postseason, in a three-game matchup in the wild card round, whether that be on the road or at home, whether that be San Fran, Miami, Cincinnati, Chicago, Arizona, even Milwaukee. Are there any of those teams that scare you a little bit more than the others? Uh, so the only team that I'm really looking at in the wild card is the Giants, and uh, only really specifically in San Francisco. Uh, I think it's really big for the Phillies to keep this top spot in the wild card. We know the atmosphere that uh, we get here once we get to October, uh, and I think 
the less games that the Phillies have to play on the road, the better. Uh, and they've also never really played great in San Francisco and just the West Coast in general. They've never been a West Coast team. Um, and the Giants are definitely, I think, a threat. I wouldn't say a big threat, but they're definitely, um, I would say, the, the next best team after the Phillies in this, this wild card hunt right now. Uh, but they've been significantly better at home than on the road. So mm-hmm. if you can get maybe the Giants to come into Philly for a three-game series, I think that's a pretty good spot for the Phillies to be in. But if they do have to go out to San Fran and they do let up this this one seed in the wild card by the end of the season, I would definitely be a tad worried about that series, yeah. Yeah, the, the series I don't want to see is Milwaukee. I, I don't want to see Milwaukee. And it's not even that I think Milwaukee's that good. It's just that in a three-game series, if I have to see Burns and Woodruff in, in two of those games, yeah. it's just like, man, yeah. that's brutal. And it, I mean, even Peralta as a number three, it's like... And I like, wouldn't be so scared about their lineup. It, it, would, it, would, really, it would really be their staff. Yeah. And, and even Williams in the ninth inning is... is they have some really good arms out in Milwaukee. Yeah, and I mean, you could make the same case with the Giants, too. Logan Webb's been really good. Alex Cobb's been really good. So, like, the Giants do have starters who have been well. I guess I'm just more scared of, of Milwaukee's starters there. Giants have a better lineup that, than the Brewers do, even though both lineups don't wow you there. Um, so that, that that's just a little bit of a roundup in, in the NL there. Um, but sticking with, the, sticking with the Phils, I wanted to bring up Johan Rojas, and obviously he had that... That error last night, so this is probably like an ill-timed segment and an ill-timed time to bring this up. Um, but he's been unbelievable in the field, and he's been truly like a difference maker at a you know at a level you don't really see in terms of fielding in baseball. His WAR has been out of this planet in terms of the what he's added to this team defensively. Obviously, Brandon Marsh coming back off of a rehab assignment, he looked really good in Lehigh Valley. So you imagine he and Alvarado will be up any times now. Um, what do you think is are, is Jake Cave, who also has kind of caught fire a little bit, is Jake Cave going to continue to be a guy who gets a ton of at-bats, or are we going to move towards a lineup, you think, where we have Rojas and Marsh in there consistently in center field and left field? Yeah, so Marsh and uh, Ashy are both on their way back. Uh, I believe they said Marsh could potentially be back today. Uh, so they, the Phillies are going to have some makes... Uh, some moves to make by the end of the weekend. Um, but the, the, the big story definitely is with Rojas. He, he can't go anywhere. Uh, he's, he's been fantastic for the Phillies. He's hitting around 290 throughout his first, I'd say probably 30 ish games with the Phillies. Um, and, um, obviously we know his offense can spark for us here and there, but his defense has just been absolutely incredible. If you take away what happened last night, um, he has eight defensive runs saved since the All-Star break, uh, which he has eight defensive runs saved in his first however many games in the league. He didn't start playing with us until after the All-Star break. So he has just been on an absolute tear in the outfield. He covers so much ground. Uh, it feels like he just gets to every ball. Uh, last night was a bit of a different story. That was truly just like, that wasn't a lack of skill. That wasn't anything. That was truly just a drop pop-up. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, – obviously, uh, they are professional baseball players, but it just happens sometimes. I think that you just drop the ball once in a while. Um, but he, he's been fantastic. If, if, if he qualified for a certain amount of games, he would be running away with a gold glove in his rookie season without ever playing a one game in AAA. 
And speaking of gold gloves, there's been some buzz that I've seen for Bryson Stott, who who grades out really well um, defensively as a second baseman this year. So do you think he's been a gold glove level fielder, Bryson? And do you think like, oh, this means we should leave Bryson at second base kind of forever as his permanent position? Or do you think it means, well, if he's improved this much at second base, maybe he is a shortstop long-term, and maybe Trey will shift back? Or what do you think kind of the long-term spot for Bryson will be? Or And also, do you think he deserves kind of that gold glove consideration? Yeah, I I am fully on, on the gold glove train for Bryson Stott. Uh, he, he's been incredible at second base. I don't see Bryson Stott ever moving uh, from that position, probably for the rest of his career. Um, I think he's... I mean, he's always been that at heart. He was That's where he always played throughout high school and college. Um, and then, obviously, with the Trey thing, he was moved over to second, which I still think is the right move. When you get a good Trey over at short, uh, I think he offers you a lot more than Stott over there on the left side of the field. Uh, but I believe Bryson Stott is towards the top in defensive run save when it comes to that second base position. Uh, and it just feels like it's almost – like a, a Rojas thing, it feels like he just gets to every ground ball, whether he's diving for it or it seems like he's just so quick over in that spot. Uh, so he's he's really been so comfortable there this year, and, and I don't believe there's a single reason for him to ever move from there. And then well, I guess Kyle Schwarber is a funny conversation, and there's been a lot of talk the last couple of weeks about <laughs> – we 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 go from Rojas and stop to Kyle Schwarber. <laughs> yeah, should Schwarber get a gold glove? Um, <laughs> Schwarber, Schwarber would get a the I don't even know what's the award for the least defensive run. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he is he is brutal in left brutal. field. It, it is it is absolutely brutal. But um, in terms of the bat, it's always a fun conversation because you have half the people who think he sucks and just look at the batting average and. Absolutely can't stand him. But then you, you take a look at the power and you take a look at the walks and you take a look at everything like that. And it's hard to deny what his impact is on the team. I mean, in the last 30 days, he has, he's, he's batting 150. In that 30 days, he has a 380 OBP and he has 30 walks in that 30 days. The next highest guy on our team in terms of walks is Bryson Stott at 12. Kyle Schwarber has more than double the amount. If you look at the last 7 days, last 15 days, last 30 days, last 60 days, he basically has double the amount of walks as anyone else on our team in those stretches of time. I don't think people realize how valuable that is. He's seeing pitches. He's making pitchers work throughout a game at the leadoff spot, and people just see the strikeouts. People just see the average. Do Should we even care about Kyle Schwarber's average, or should we just look at the home run percentage, look at the walk percentage, look at the OBP, and look at the OPS? Yeah, I mean, it's we're getting into a point in baseball where batting average is kind of a stat that's going downhill i think uh it's a it's misleading to me um i don't love looking at batting average because batting average only really tells you oh like the balls in play and and that that's not all uh, that hitting is uh and schwarber while he is on pace for the most strikeouts of his career he's also on pace for i believe the second highest on base percentage of his career or third uh, and, and it's he re- realistically when any when anyone brings up the Schwarber 
thing in leadoff. It's I I I really just point them to the Phillies record when he's there, and it's I get the stats and I get people want to look at his batting averages and his strikeouts, but it's pretty obvious that when Schwarber hits in the leadoff spot, he's strictly just a winner, uh, and I think he's always been a streaky guy, but. I've never seen people complain so much about a guy who averages like 40 home runs a year with this team. Like it, <laughs> it, 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 it really blows my mind. I mean, he's the first Philly since Ryan Howard to have back-to-back 30 home run seasons. And he's going to be the first Philly to have back-to-back 40 homer seasons by the time the season's done. Uh, so I, I really just stopped looking at Swerber's batting average. I, I, I honestly haven't really looked at it. I, I couldn't even tell you what it's at right now. Cause I really just don't care. <laughs> Um, it, it, it's just not a stat that I need to look at for him when he's when he's out there working walks and just crushing home runs. And I get it. You want a guy with speed and contact in the leadoff spot. But the Phillies are like, I think they're like 65 and 30 when Kyle Schwarber's in the leadoff spot. Like, it it just works. And it, and it comes to a point where everyone just needs to stop looking at the stats and realize that he needs to be the guy that's in that spot. No, it's totally true. And you look at his walks. I mean, he had a great year last year in terms of walking at the plate. I mean, he had 218 average, but 323 in terms of OVP, 827 in terms of OPS. And a lot of that's because of his walks. He had 86 walks in 155 games. Well, here we are 121 games in and he's got 90 walks. Like this guy is walking at an ungodly Barry Bonds esque pace. Um, and, and people just don't appreciate it. And oh yeah, he's also on pace for over 40 home runs. And oh yeah, he's on pace for the same amount of doubles as he had last year. And like, it's just, he's having the same year he had last year, basically just a little bit less singles and a couple less triples, basically. Uh, so people are, people are going to go crazy about it. If you didn't complain about him being the leadoff in the World Series run last year, you shouldn't complain now is basically what the deal like, is. Uh, he's, he's averaging three walks every four games. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's disgusting. Like, I don't, I don't understand it too. Like, and people love to, I feel like there's people out there that feel like he's like a chase hitter and, and he's, he's absolutely the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he works counts. He gets deep and he just walks like, that is one of the biggest things that you can have uh, from a leadoff hitter. Uh, just getting on base, and it doesn't matter how you get on base. I don't. If he walked 150 times, I don't care if he's hitting 130. Like exactly, it, all you need to do in the leadoff spot is get on base, and that's what he does. Yeah, exactly I, what he does. I totally, totally agree, and we're gonna have plenty more time to talk about the Phils and have Luke Arcani on the show because. Phil's are going to the playoffs. Phil's are going to be just yeah, fine. We're making a We're run. We're talking in November. Don't worry. Oh, God, definitely. Well, we'll definitely be talking in October. I can guarantee that. I can't guarantee anything after the LDS against the Braves because, man, they are good. But <laughs> I think they, the Phil's might have some magic. Come out eventually. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm wait hoping till, so. Wait till the cheating scandal drops. Yeah, no. I mean, well, the, the cheating scandal with the Braves is different than the Astros. It's the fact that they trick these Latin American players into signing way below market value contracts. That should be the, the that's the scandal that should come around this time that the Braves are I mean, the Braves offenses a team are beating every team from the steroid era. They're beating yeah, <laughs> like something's gotta be going on now. It's there. insane. There's no way that this is a hundred percent real. There's just no chance. They're There's feeding no medals and something. Uh, no, they have to be. <laughs> he is disgusting. No, he's unreal. Thanks so much for coming on, Luke. 
Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Of course, of course. You can follow him on Twitter, at Luke. We're going to go to the other side, and on the other side, we're talking football. We're talking football. We're a week away from college football. We're, I think, three weeks away from NFL. John Jansen peeked his head in. He'll be, he'll be hopping in, talking football. So on the other side, right here on The Gambler, talking on the Tough Cover Radio Show. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.